son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. 70 is a lock. I think it's time to talk about 80. Welcome to the Homestand Leafs podcast powered by Sports Interaction Sportsbook and Casino, your homegrown sportsbook. Bet local. I'm your host, Albert Vartanian, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Justin Pooney. We'll tell you why this six-game win streak means Leaf fans need to relax. Well, on today's show, I don't know who these guys are wearing Leafs jerseys, but they just beat Vegas 7-3 to in their own barn. How is this happening? Is this the best hockey we've seen in the Keefe era? Is Matthews a lock to score 80? And I tell you why the Leafs should trade for UC Soros and who? Luke Shen, Justin Pooney. I'm Albert Vartanian. He's Justin Pooney. And this is Homestand Leafs. So what I'm about to say is I'm dead serious. It's it's completely true. Mm-hmm. And I can't believe these words are coming out of my mouth. But the Toronto Maple Leafs went to Las Vegas last night. We're filming this on a Friday. That was Thursday night. Against the former champs with Morgan Riley back in the lineup after serving a five-game suspension, riding a five-game win streak, right. and they won the game. No way, but did they just they didn't just win the game, Albert, though. They dominated. They dominated from start to finish. It was a complete hockey game. They beat the Vegas Golden Knights. <clears throat> the Toronto Maple Leafs beat the Vegas Golden Knights. 7-3, to three, Justin Poonin. In Vegas. In Las Vegas against the champs. And I'm hearing uh, this morning I woke up and I turned on Toronto radio. I went on social media and I'm hearing a lot of, well, you know, they're the champs, but they're banged up. They're missing a few pieces. They are. You can't take away the fact that the Leafs went into Vegas against the champs and beat them 7-3 to in what was a complete game performance. There were pockets in that game where we saw some of the the old Leafs, <laughs> quote-unquote old Leafs, before the six-game winning streak pop up, obviously. You're playing one of the best teams in the NHL. But listen, we got to give credit where credit's mm-hmm. due. I mean, I think it needs to be a positive Friday because there's not many negatives I can pull from that game. Riley comes back. The team looks even better. And it's not because of Austin Matthews. It's not because of Mitch Marner. It's not because of William Nylander. It's because of guys named <clears throat> Max Domi, who scored two goals. Pontus Holmberg. Bobby McMahon getting on the score sheet once again with an assist? What's happening here, Justin Pooney? Is this the best version of the Toronto Maple Leafs we've seen all season long? It's hard to argue against it. I mean, you look back to the game against the Rangers, that one game against Nashville they played. Vancouver. Bank, no, they didn't. Pony. They played 40 good minutes. Okay? Pony. They played 40 Vancouver. Good regardless. Who's falling apart, but we're not talking about the Canucks right now. We're talking about the Toronto but Maple Leafs. You actually, that was part of my segue into this, into this little block here. Look. <laughs> Leafs, 42 shots last night, Yeah, uh, only allowed 26. Uh, third, hits were even. If you really want to nitpick, I mean, Vegas had 55% on the faceoff dot. The Leafs had 40. And we're not doing that. We're not, we're not, we're not doing we're not, that, We're not Pooney. doing that. We're not doing that. I get it. I get it. Um, credit to Max Domi. That goal on the breakaway, what a power forward goal that was. Took the puck with speed, drove it to the net, and finished strong. You want to hear the weirdest stat? Yes. And so while I was watching that, I'm like, when is the last time this guy scored two goals? So I go back. Mm-hmm. The last time he scored two goals outside of the playoffs, which he did for Dallas, in the regular season was last year on the same date 
against the Dallas Stars wow. when he was on Chicago. So one year to the date, he scores two goals. There you go. Strange. Ryan Reeves got his first assist for the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's a big night for Ryan Reeves. That fourth big night for that fourth yeah, line. Yeah, they've played very good that what fourth line. On, Another man. impressive night by Bobby McMahon. Again, Austin Matthews didn't really need to do much, but he still got goal number I got, I got, I got a take on Austin Matthews, and we'll get to that. Okay, we'll get there. But, we'll get to that. Um, this was the one of the best performances, if not the best performance that Toronto Maple Leafs put forward all season. Yeah. Um, they're playing with a whole lot of confidence and a whole lot of swagger right now. But, Albert, but what I want people to do, Leaf fans that are all happy and myself and Canuck fans that are all down in the dumps right now, <laughs> relax. Relax. Okay? You go on win- big winning streaks in the season, you go on big losing streaks in the season. We've seen the Leafs. Remember before Christmas, the Leafs were losing a whole bunch of games. And what did I say? Relax. They're all one. They won six games. Morgan Riley comes back from suspension. Everything's great. Hunky dory. Yes, but relax. Relax. Why do you got to take it away? For no, I want huh? again. I was I was seeing on Twitter last night. Why just you got to like spike you, the punch? Leaf Leaf fans everywhere. We're gonna win the Stanley Cup. We're gonna go. No one's Stanley. saying that. I walk into Nobody the office. Nobody is saying that. I no, walk no, no, into no, no, the no, no. office today, and you're looking at getting a trade to get UC Soros to Toronto. Listen, me and one of the producers here, producer Sean, we're having a conversation, <laughs> and I'm like, maybe the Leafs should look to acquire a goalie, as well as a defenseman. And I thought maybe package together UC Soros and Luke Shen. Luke Shen can play with Morgan Riley. I was going to get to that, but you want to jump right in, and we could talk about it. We'll talk- this has nothing to do with this winning streak and that me thinking the Leafs are going to win the Stanley Cup. No, no, no. no. I do not think I'm not, that. I'm not saying you. I'm this, saying this whole time since we we started the show, we've said we do not believe in this yeah. Leafs team to win the Stanley Cup. I'll believe it when I see it. When playoffs come around, it's a different type of game. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to get into that today because it, you have to be positive. This is an important yes. step for this Toronto Maple Leafs team. Yes. But I'm heading saying- to the trade deadline, if you can make a move for a really good goalie mm-hmm. and a, a good defenseman who can play with Morgan Riley because he has before, maybe Nashville is, is that partner they should trade with. That's all I'm going to say okay. about that right now. Okay, well, we'll, we'll save that for later. But just everybody... Relax and enjoy no, the good. No relax. It's I don't enjoy think, the good hockey the Leafs are playing right now because yes. they're playing their best hockey of the season right now. But I don't. There are there there are a certain section I think of every fan base. Yes. If things are going really well in a short amount of time, things are changing. Yeah, you you start. Yeah. You mean you start buying into the hype. Yes, and that's why we're here to somewhat buy into the hype but pull it back just a Pops little bit. Little but bit. also you got to give your props to players Absolutely. who are stepping up. So I don't want to take away from any of that. No. But I, I if you were to pull, you know, 10,000 Leaf fans, <laughs> I would say the majority, maybe 70-80% are not saying, "Oh wow, this team's going to win the Stanley Cup after 6 games." <laughs> that's just that's just not happening. There's there's still holes on this team. But Sheldon Keefe was asked after the game if he thought that that was uh, the most impressive performance from his team and this is what he had to say. Yeah, I think that's fair. You know, um, yeah, I think especially with the consistency, right? We've been talking about consistency being the difference. We've played good hockey as uh, over over the course of the season, you know, but but we haven't put together a stretch like this. So that's what's been been tremendous. Obviously, the response of uh, you know losing Morgan as we did, and then you know the the illness and injuries and things that we've been dealing with. Um, the guys haven't been phased. They've just been growing their game. Uh, one one game at a time. Like tonight's game, we felt was going to require more than what we what we've been doing in, in previous games. We had to be even better, and I thought that we were. Listen, I agree. I mean, that mm-hmm. that's one of the first games where I saw the entire team. Everybody was involved. I think Matthew Nyes was the only forward not to get a point, which 
tells yeah. you a ton about that performance. They got secondary scoring, which we've been harping on all season long. They need it, and they're finally getting it. Five-on-five five production, not just on the power play. John Tavares, five-on-five, five, gets another goal, leading that third line, and we'll talk about that line as well because mm-hmm. I think uh, I think Keefe has found something, and they didn't give Martin Jones a hell of a lot to do, and I think when that happens, you're going to win more games than you lose, right? Mm-hmm. If, if you're keeping the puck away from, from your goaltender, you're playing a tight hockey game, everybody's contributing – that, that's a successful hockey team, and, and Keefe has found it. It only took uh, a stomach flu, a <laughs> suspension, uh, uh, players to be meet, missing games, like, and he's found a balance throughout the lineup. He's found um, maybe two two really good defensive pairs for the mm-hmm. Toronto Maple Leafs with Benoit and McCabe, and he kept Brody on the left side with Timothy Lilligren, and I thought Brody was really good again. Uh, the only issue I probably had with, with the blue line was I thought William Lagason is just not up to the NHL level at the moment. Yeah. Like, he's a, a seriously – he's a depth guy. Mm-hmm. Seven, eight, around that number. He can't be playing with Morgan Riley moving forward. And that's why I had the conversation earlier this morning about Toronto maybe asking Nashville about Luke Shen. And I know that's kind of crazy considering Tree Living and, and Shanahan didn't want to pay him, and that's why he left. But if you're looking for a partner for Riley that works, that's relatively cheap, then Luke Shen may be that guy. But listen, complete game. And, and the consistency, I think we need to emphasize the consistency of the Leafs over the six-game stretch has been amazing to see. No, absolutely. Look, and last night, um, I again, I've been very hard on Max Domi this year. I think he's been an absolute unmitigated disaster for the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> but last night, he showed you why they off they signed him and brought him in. He's a guy that has skill to find the pack. Score goals, to yeah. set up plays, and all that. That line with him and Nylander and Bertuzzi looked very good last night. I think they played very well. Um, and I, look, last night I I want to touch on the TJ Brody point because I think after the game he said it just makes his game so much easier when he's playing on his side, especially yeah. in the neutral zone. It's on his forehand and stuff like that. He said it simplifies his game. And for a guy like TJ Brody. Sometimes just playing it simple is the best remedy for success, right? Uh, last night, William, uh, sorry, Morgan Riley only played 18 minutes mm-hmm. uh, of total ice time, which is well below what he was normally used to. Um, and TJ Brody played, I think, did Brody he played the lead? most minutes. Yeah, he played the most minutes, yeah. 22 minutes, 22-18 last night. But look, Brody and um, Lilgren have played very well. Right, Benoit and McCabe. Benoit McCabe scored the first goal last night. Right, they played very well. That's going to be the interesting t- discussion now. What do you do with Morgan Riley now? Because, like you mentioned, him and William Lagason just didn't look good or in sync at all last night. I would, it, more on Lagason than Riley. More on Lagason, of course. Again, Morgan Riley does a lot of things that you can he can mask what million, uh, William Lagason's deficiencies are out there on the ice, um, and that's going to be something that maybe that they do try to address at the deadline, right? Do you try to get a guy that can be a stabilizer to a Morgan so. Riley? Um, but what's that going to cost you, right? That's the next question. Um, well, it depends on the player, right? It depends on the if players. you're looking at someone like a Luke Shen or even like a Labushkin, you're not going to have to give up that much. But is yeah. that the right pairing for Morgan exactly. Riley? You we saw what Shen it was. Shen's got terms still on his deal as well, right? So you have to take yeah. that into account as well. And I should probably say, like, you know, I've been pretty pretty bullish on keeping Benoit and McCabe together. Mm-hmm. But there's no reason why that you should. I mean, that, that pair should be able to be broken up you shouldn't be able to you shouldn't be married to every single pair that you have like you can you can bump up McCabe to play with Morgan Riley I I I agree with that but what I'm but my other thing is this if it's not broke 
don't don't fix it. It's right? true, but listen, it, it, be. it comes. Down, Morgan Riley isn't going anywhere. He's playing on the, on the top pair. Yeah. So you just got to figure out who else fits there, and then figure out the rest of the the deep pairings. I think that's how that's how Keith needs to look at it. Yeah. No. I. I. One thousand percent. I think tomorrow when they go into Colorado, I assume we're going to see the exact same lineup. I don't. Maybe a, uh, we'll see what happens with the Riley pairing, but I assume for the most part it's going to be a fairly similar lineup. That's, maybe Giordano gets back. Maybe in Giordano gets back, back in. in. Who knows? Um. I want to say also Pontus Holmberg. What, great game by him. Another guy steps up. Uh, what a what a nifty pass on that Matthews goal right there. Take the puck, find the right angle, and get it put it right perfectly. Where Matthews can kind of redirect it into the back. Yeah, nice little tip. Um, that again, secondary guys stepping up, not the big boys stepping up. Right, they've done. Matthews has carried the load all season. It's nice for one night where he can kind of take a bit of a back seat. Right, where other guys can step up and take a, a more prominent role uh, on this roster. Um, and last night too, when I looked at Martin Jones's game, I think it's not great. It's not great, but it's becoming more clear as the days go along and as the games come along that Samsonov is back as the number one goalie, right? And it seems more likely that as Joseph Wall comes back and his return is more imminent, that Jones is, looks like he's going to be the odd man out. Yeah, he doesn't have to go back down. Which again. That was the plan from day that one. That was the plan all along. Now, he was the emergency things, backup. The the result might be exactly as we expected, but the journey was a whole lot of oh a different my God. roller coaster ride. But maybe to get they there. needed this journey. But they did, right? Like they needed they needed Samsonov to lose his confidence. Mm-hmm. They up until this point, they needed Joseph Wall to get injured, as crazy as they that did. sounds. Uh they needed to lose Morgan Riley. They they needed Ridley Gregg to take a slap on, on an empty net. They needed Ryan Reeves. I mean, how much did we bag on Ryan Reeves mm. and he's contributing as a really good fourth liner? You can say that that fourth line for Leafs was one of their best lines yeah. last night. That late shift, late in the game, where they pinned Vegas in, that was all fourth line. But here's the thing, Albert. Here's the thing. Here's another thing. They needed all these things to, to figure out how to play. Absolutely. And what works. And now, I, it's only been six games. But here's but the take thing. that out of the way and, and they found something. Here's the thing, though. Because this was a bit of a lighter part of their schedule, right? And because they, again, this was a very good win against a very good Vegas team. By the way, right? on the second half of a back to back as well. On the second half of a back to back. Now, they did have a, you know, a little bit of an easier time in Arizona and all that stuff. Yeah. But um, their schedule toughens up a lot in the oh, month yeah. of March. It definitely does. The, Colorado at home to Vegas, Arizona again, Rangers, Boston, Buffalo, Boston again, Montreal, Philly, Carolina, Philly. Washington, who's creeping back into the playoff race, Edmonton, Carolina, New Jersey, Washington, and Buffalo. Mm-hmm. So this six-game win streak also, as we talked about before we went on air, was it secured them more into a playoff you know, comfortability, right? Where they're now kind of, what is it, 12 points above? 12 points up 12 on points Washington. ahead of Washington, yeah. right? Where, no, they're, com- they're fine look, now. this month, you, again, show the resiliency. Keep this going. Yeah. Keep the good habits going. Don't fall back into the bad habits because your schedule is going to toughen up. You're going to be playing a whole lot more desperate teams. And as the calendar turns to March, you're going to be seeing a lot more desperate teams once the deadline passes. The playoff push is going to begin. Seeding is going to matter. You're going to see the game's intensity elevate. We're leaving the dog days of the season right now. We're entering the stretch drive right now. So if the Toronto Maple Leafs want to continue to push to secure a solid playoff positioning, you got to keep playing like this. I think so too. You have to. Now, injuries may happen and stuff like that, but the one thing, Albert, we've talked about the last couple of days has been the resiliency of this team. The ability to when shit goes sideways, Yeah. right, to kind of maneuver. They might stumble a bit, but they get right back when they keep on soldiering on. And that right there, I think that right there has shown a lot of character that I haven't really seen in a Toronto Maple Leafs team in years before. 
right? Because think about it before. They've cruised through the regular seasons for the last couple of years, and then adversity really hit in the playoffs. But they have to deal with a whole lot of adversity this year, and they keep on answering the bell and answering the bell. They're not ringing the damn bell, but they're, at least they're answering. They're fighting back, right? And I think that is a big thing. I think any Toronto Maple Leaf fan has to be very happy with this team because you're seeing guys step up and fight back, and we haven't really seen them with the Toronto Maple Leafs in this current iteration. I agree. Listen, they asked Ryan Reeves during an intermission about uh, how Morgan Riley's suspension has, mm-hmm. has changed the way the team's played, and he goes, yeah, listen, we're rallying for the crest, which I thought was a great line from Ryan Reeves. Okay, let's take a quick break. We've got a lot to talk about. i got a good clip from Max Domi to show you kind of where they're – the Leafs players' heads are at at the moment and mm. what they're focusing on. And I want to talk about Austin Matthews. I mean, there's not much left to say, but we need to stop talking about 70 and Why? start talking about 80. Oh. Home Sand Leafs is powered by Sports Interaction, your homegrown sports book featuring custom same-game parlays and prop bets you won't find anywhere else. So why bet with one of those American companies that don't know anything about your teams, players, or games that matter to you? Sports Interaction, your homegrown sports book. Bet local. All right, I think it's time to have our, our weekly segment, and um, it's the, the, the Willie check. The Willie check, okay. The Willie check. Uh, William Nylander. We've been hypercritical of William Nylander since he signed his contract because he wasn't really performing up to snuff, up to as s- I would say. Yes. Before the contract, world beater, mm-hmm. best player in the NHL, took the Global Series Justin Pooney by storm. And then, it wasn't just his production, it was his play as well. And that's that why dude. we're... I mean, you think attitude? You throw the attitude in there? Too? I don't yeah, think so. There were times he looked disinjected. I think he exuded so much energy, energy, trying to justify that he needed to make X amount of dollars and, mm-hmm. and that much money from the Toronto Maple Leafs that maybe he had to take a, a bit of a, a back seat after he signed the, the contract because he was completely drained. Mm-hmm. This is just me speculating. I have no information on this. This is just based on what I see. Do you agree with what I'm saying here, or do I sound crazy? Uh, you don't sound crazy whatsoever. I think William Nylander, I question his heart, whether he wanted to live up to the contract he deserved, and that was all valid, right? I mean, you looked at the way he was playing. You looked at the way Sheldon Keefe had to bark at him on the bench, the way yeah. he just looked like he didn't even care whatsoever. And you look at him right now, the, the last week, so from the Philly game on, two points against Philly, three points against Anaheim, a goal against St. Louis, two goals against Arizona, mm. and he had an assist last night. Um, you're seeing a guy, you know, he's been playing 21, 16 minutes, 18 minutes. He's been playing a lot, you know, decent amount of ice time, even more so uh, the last couple games as well. Um, he's still projected to get 110 points this season. He's been playing a lot better this last week. He's playing, and I said, he's playing with guys like Max Domi and Tyler Bertuzzi right now that, you know, are guys that are more of the grittier guys and more of the sandpaper guys. They'll get into the corners, get those loose puck battles, and then that allows Nylander's skill to kind of take over, him to dish the puck out or find opens, open spots to totally. shoot or whatever, right? Um, that's why that line kind of works. When, it's, when he's with guys, like whether it's Marner or he's with uh, Matthews, those guys are not going to be guys that are be in the dirty areas all the time, even a Tavares, right? But I kind that's why I kind of like when he plays with Domi and Bertuzzi because it allows him to do what he does best and put his skill on full display. He's not the guy that has to go retrieve loose pucks. He's not the guy that has to be the first one in on the forecheck. Those are those guys' jobs, right? But he has to do those things as well. Yeah, he does, right? He has but to do those but what I'm saying is when he's in on the when he's on that line, they can do majority of the dirty work, right? Yeah, that's what I think is the biggest situation. There's been a, there's been a change, definitely a change in his play and probably his attitude, mm-hmm. and I really noticed that against Arizona. Yeah, 
um, where he was kind of getting cross-checked and beat up a little bit, mm-hmm. and he stood up for himself. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, I haven't seen that from Willie. And no one's no one's asking Nylander and Matthews and Marner and even Tavares to go out there and fight and throw big hits and cross fight people. Though, compete. But, yeah, show some compete. Show, show mm-hmm. that you're in the game. And that goes a long way because that fires up the rest of the team. Absolutely. Like, if you go back to when Morgan Riley cross-checked Greg in the head, Willie and Matthews came in, and it was kind of like it was super passive. Like, they didn't really want to get involved. Mm-hmm. Max Domi was the first guy to jump in and, and – that's what I love about Max Domi, and I think that's what Leafs fans love about him, that he's willing to jump in on the fight and stand up for, for his teammates. Mm-hmm. And so when I saw that, I was kind of frustrated. I'm like, man, I don't know what Nylander's doing, but he's not really producing. He's not playing well, and now he's not even willing to kind of yeah. get involved and, and back up the player that's backing him up. Mm-hmm. And then I saw that against Arizona, and you tag on the production, and now Sheldon Keefe has given him the responsibility of, hey, listen – can you carry your own line? Yeah. And that's what he's doing on he's the second it line. Right now. It's yeah. been an incredible leap from a couple weeks ago till now. Nylander, once again, one of the best players uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I want to give him his prop because I'm always super negative on the guy. And that's just because he's making that type of money. But if he's playing this way, then th- you can't you criticize can't, him you at can't. all. There's no complaints whatsoever. Also, look, Bertuzzi and Dobie are playing a lot better now, too. Right? Two I, guys. I love that line. Two guys that have been kind of anchors all season for the Toronto Maple Leafs have been playing a whole lot better once this line kind of got formed. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a big, you know, feather in Sheldon Keefe's cap, knowing that, hey, I now have the flexibility where I know this line works. They have some chemistry. They've played well together, and I could throw them together at any point in time, and they can, mm. you know, play a, a, a 200-foot game, right? There's guys that can build offense, and Nylander can, you know, drive a line himself. We should uh, we should probably give Keith some some props Absolutely. over the past couple of weeks. I mean, it probably takes a lot of balls to have that conversation with John Tavares and say, "I know you're the captain of this team, mm-hmm. you're part of this core four, but we're gonna have to drop you to the third line, give you your own line, and, and have hey, Willie have Willie take over Bobby the second McMahon's line." Bobby McMahon's playing really well. I understand right now. that, exactly. but I mean, I haven't seen Keith do something like this before. Yeah. You know, we always talk about accountability, and John Tavares hasn't been as good as we probably expect him to be, mm-hmm. especially making that number. He gets dropped to the third line. He's playing with a chip on his shoulder. And I like that third line as well. Yeah. But Keefe deserves a lot of credit for that. No. We've heavily criticized him too. It builds depth. They have depth now in, in the middle of the ice, right? You have it's you not know, bad. Camp, Tavares, Domi, Matthews, right? Yeah, Camp probably had one of his best games he last did, night. Right? As well. Look, and I think when you want to go down the stretch and going to go into these games where it's gonna be a lot tighter, you're playing teams that would you know playoff positioning matters and stuff like that. To have center depth and to have the interchangeability where you could switch guys around, load up line have guys drop down have you know center depth uh throw centers on the wing or whatever right it's a good thing to have it is a very good thing to have options um and that's what the leafs have up front they They have a whole lot of options um and like you mentioned credit to sheldon keith like this is a guy who's been dragged through the mud he's been you know labeled as a scapegoat we were talking he's gonna lose his job this that and the other but what has he done he's continued to evolve and remodel and reshape this team and get it to a position to win right um and again Credit to him. Now, he has had his flaws, of course, this season like everybody else. But um, he has never been the problem with this team. I believe that Sheldon Keefe has done a whole lot of good things for this organization. And like you mentioned, having that conversation and getting John Tavares to buy in. Can't be right? easy. Because, when you, like you mentioned, $11 million. Captain the Toronto Maple Leafs, 1,000 points, yada, 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 this, that, and that. Third. You have an ego, right? You have a, you have a substantial ego. You have to be if you want to be good at your craft. To have that conversation with him, hey, look, John, look, we need you to take a step back down to the third line but we want you to carry the line to p- get him to buy into that mm. right because it's very easy for guys not to buy into um on the surface level being dropped demoted 
right? He's playing with a chip on he's his shoulder. He's playing with a chip on Massively. his shoulder. He's playing that he has something to prove, right? But also, he's elevating the guys around him. Nick Robertson continues to prove why he should stay in the lineup on a day-to-day, mm-hmm. base, game-to-game basis. And Bobby McMahon has been a revelation so far. Um, that is what the key has been uh, by Sheldon Keefe, is to get his messaging across to these guys. Because we've talked about before, guys could tune him out. They have probably tuned him out at certain points. But it seems, though, that the last week and a half or so, this team has really bought in to what Sheldon Keefe and this coaching staff um, is giving them. Yeah, all it took was a suspension. I mean, let, let's let, honestly I... talk about what Sheldon Keefe has had to deal with mm-hmm. from the, before the season even started. Kyle Dubas leaves. He gets fired. That's his guy. So Keefe, Keefe loses his GM, and that's his guy. Uncertain about his future with mm-hmm. the club. And then Tree Living decides, hey, we're going to give this guy a contract extension to kind of prove himself. And so he's got to deal with that. Then coming into the season... Joseph Wall gets injured. Mm-hmm. Ilya Samsonov loses his confidence completely. Now you have to rely on a third stringer who's 33 years old who wasn't expected to, you know, really play many games for the Toronto Maple Leafs and Martin Jones. So he has to deal with that. Uh, John Klingberg, who is one of the marquee offseason signings, does not pan out. He's done for the season. Now he's dealing with even weaker blue mm-hmm. line. And it just kept piling on and on and on. Injuries and suspensions and will he lose his job? Is he the right guy for the job? Is he going to last until a trade deadline? Then you have Max Domi and, and Tyler Bertuzzi, two other marquee signings who just aren't scoring. You're getting no secondary production. The defense isn't good enough. I mean, and now we're at the point where they're 50, what, 56 games in? Oh, uh, yeah, 56 games. 56 in. games into the season. They just rattled off six games in a row <clears throat> without their number one defenseman. Mm-hmm. They go into the champ's barn and they blow them out 7-3. to three. And now we're talking about Sheldon Keefe as, uh, you know, maybe one of the best stories in the NHL in terms of coaches. Like, if you put everything together, mm-hmm. he's had to go through a lot of bullshit mm-hmm. to get to this point. It's true. He it deserves true. some props. I'm telling you, that conversation with John Tavares was probably not easy, but it's something that Keefe hasn't done in the past. Absolutely. We okay. want them to hold, you know, the superstars accountable. And I think he's done a lot of that throughout this entire season, benching the power play. Right, yeah. moving Tavares down, bumping guys up, so sitting guys here and there, sitting right? guys. So we got to give him a lot of credit. He's yeah. had to deal with a lot, and he's put the Leafs in a really good position. And they're most likely going to make the playoffs. I think he said the percentage was it's what ninety eight percent, ninety four percent. He deserves a lot of credit for that. Yeah, no, look, it, it's uh, whatever happens with Sheldon Keefe, whether it's in Toronto or not, he's proven that he can be a top tier NHL coach. Right, he's evolved. I think he's evolved, this season. and I think he's proven that. He can not only coach an immensely talented team, but he can coach a team that has to go through a lot of you know adversity, a lot of problems, a lot of injuries and stuff like that. And continue to you've seen this team evolve a lot this year. Where they've gone from you know full, really hyper offensive to now where they've been playing super simple, super lockdown. Where they don't some games only allowed like 15 shots a game, right? Yeah, that like we've seen that, and I think that's a major major credit to Sheldon Keefe and his ability to be amiable and flexible to whatever roster he's given. And he's, look, some nights that defense core that was deployed or that has been deployed has been more in line with an AHL defense core than an NHL It has. That's what he's dealt with all season. Right? And so, he, so he's I mean, look, figured it out. Credit to him. Credit to him. And obviously some of the guys like Simone Benoit, who, yes, your favorite. I mean, when you're, he is my favorite. When you're a stay-at-home guy mm-hmm. and you don't get noticed, it's a good sign. you're doing a good job. And that's what Simon Benoit does. And and I think every team, every contender, yeah. I think has a defenseman like that. Absolutely. Where he's kind of like the outcast. You're not expecting much for him. And he gives you, you know, bang for your buck, mm-hmm. to say the least. And that's Simon Benoit. I mean, we talk about Vegas all the time. 
that team was built on outcasts mm-hmm. and look what they've, they've created. So, I mean, we shouldn't dismiss those types of players and Benoit McCabe, they've been spectacular. For sure. okay, we've gone long in this segment. I really do want to talk about Austin Matthews <laughs> and his push for uh, a certain number of goals. That's not 70. Let me just say that. So let's break. We'll talk about that. And we got a, uh, we got a great parlay for you hey. guys as well. Pooney, there's this guy named Austin Matthews. Oh, I, uh, he's got 10 goals in five games. Yeah. He's on pace to score 76 goals, I believe. I've heard 77. I'm not good with on-pace stuff. Um, I just want to say, there's 26 games left in the season. And 70, that conversation needs to stop. 70 is a lock for Austin Matthews. Let's be honest. It's an absolute lock based on the way that he's playing. We need to, to start talking about 80. 26 games left, which means he needs 28 goals. Can he do it? Absolutely he can do it. In January, Justin Pooney, mm-hmm. he scored 11 goals in 13 games. Followed that up in December with 15 goals in 12 games. And the pace hasn't stopped. He had an off night, more or less, against Vegas. But he still got a stick on one. He made things happen. And I think that's what he's going to do down the stretch. I think we seriously need to start having a conversation about Austin Matthews potentially hitting the 80 mark. 70's a lock. I think it's time to talk about 80. Not saying it's going to happen. But it's doable. It is more than doable. So, Gretzky had 92. He had also 87 in a season. Brett Hall had 86 in 90-91. I think think Brett was the last one, right? And Lemieux had 85 in 88-89. Yeah, I think Hall was the last. Um, The last person to come close was McGillney with 76 in 92-93. Yeah, him and Timo. And he did that in 77 games. That's crazy. That's crazy, That's unbelievable. Um. Come on, don't don't dismiss it. It's Look, possible. I'm saying Austin. Give me a Pooney. Give me a Pooney's percentage on that happening. Eight point zero percent. What? Eight percent? I don't. It's dude. It's eighty goals in a season in eighty. Look, I think Austin Matthews is gonna touch seventy, no problem. Seventy's a lock. I, keep I think you he's that. gonna get. Don't worry about seventy. He's gonna breeze past it's, that. It's gonna be fine. But eighty. Like he's gonna have to. He's at fifty-two right now. He's gonna have to score what? 20, I just told you twenty-eight goals 20, in twenty-six games. That's tough, man. He's a hat trick god, so you know there's probably uh, a couple more hat tricks. I can't. I can't. I can't. All right. I can't. I'll, I'm on it. I'm all over it. Look, I get you remember it. that bet we talked about for Matthews to score seventy. What yeah. was it like plus eight hundred or something like that? Something like that. We throw a couple weeks ago, right? Ah, that, that's free. That, that value is completely gone. Right? Look at eighty. Um. Just to sc- to to keep on this torrent pace, and he's done it all season. I keep on saying exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, where's but the to regression? Score, to There's score no regression. eighty though, to score eighty, like you're gonna have to have a couple more hat tricks there. You're gonna have to, you know. Yeah. Like, why why can't that happen? The guys are even Marner and these I mean, players we, we, are talking. We, we, we they're all their... talking about trying to find him. Yeah, and I he get has it. Mitch Marner beside him. The, he's an assist machine. I mean, we look at that. We just I talked about the schedule in the month of March, right? If okay, at the end of March, right? He's at would say he gets another 15 goals right in the month of March right he's, he's gonna hit 60 60 yeah he's gonna say if he's at like 65 66 by the end of March okay maybe maybe because I think let me look at this I'm pulling up their try to pull up their schedule right now here um Toronto Maple Leafs schedule I'm trying to look to see how many games they play in April so say at the end of March, right, they have he's at 60, 65 goals. They play one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games in April. Mm. Right? If he's got to score 15 goals in nine games, 
I could see, and they're you know pretty much secured a playoff spot by then. I could see them force feeding him the puck every single They're game. They're doing that now anyway. I get it. No, no, but I could see it on an extent <laughs> I'm where telling it's you, man, blatantly it's, obvious. I'll give you like, – he's got some cookie games coming up too. They got Arizona next Thursday. Yeah. They got a game against Buffalo. Uh, they got a game against Montreal. Montreal. Those are usually tough games, but he scores in those games. Uh, who knows where, where Philly will be come March. Nah, Washington, nah. Buffalo, Tampa he tears up. Pittsburgh he tears yeah. up. 80 goals is just it's just I'm so hard you. to wrap your head around a guy. And I also think listen, goals. he's got he needs four more hat tricks to tie Gretzky for most hat tricks in a season. He's gonna hit that too. Ah, 80, okay, yes, now, he is, brother. I'm telling I, I, you right I, I, now. Look, I get it. Mark it, what's today? February twenty third, twelve PM Eastern time look, on a Friday. A Albert Bartanian said eighty for Austin Matthews is a <laughs> that's a lock. That's a lock. Seventy's so, a lock. It's, Give him eighty. It's 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 too much, bro. It's too no, much. No, it's not. It's never it's, too much. It's I wanna it would be amazing if he scored 80. If he scores 80, you give him the MVP right then and there. As soon as the 80 uh, 80 goal, is hard, right? It, it's damn. It's impossible. 70, uh, there's going to be some questions. 70 is damn near impossible. 80s, we had never seen an 80 goal score if his name wasn't Hull, Gretzky, or Lemieux. Austin Matthews can end, those the, are Mount se- Rushmore end the season guys. with a, a Rocket Richard, yeah, a Hart, and a Selkie. Huh? Very much. And a Stanley Cup. Right, right oh. Justin Pooney? I'm just, I'm too Hart far. and I'm Rocket too for sure. Selkie, we'll see. You never know, right? You never but know. listen, Jake McCabe actually mentioned that. This is he per- did. perfect segue to the clip I wanted to play. They asked Jake McCabe about uh, Matthews' heart chances. Yeah. And he goes, I think he should be in the Selkie conversation. His defense is, is unbelievable. He also said the same about Mitch Marner. Mm-hmm. So the reporters then posed that question to Max Domi, and this is what Max Domi had to say. We do not care about those kind of awards. It's irrelevant. We're worried about one thing, one thing only, so we'll focus on that. Really? Locker room dissension? One you guy see t- that? Rock. Come on. One guy's talking about individual you, awards. One do you guy's work talking- for TMZ? How do you spin that? Locker room dissension. Is there locker room dissension between Jake Listen, and Listen, I will say this. And t- okay. We've been covering this team for a long time. I don't usually hear players talk like that. He's Maple feeling, Leaf players talk like he's that. He's feeling himself He's right feeling now. himself, but it shows no you where they're at. Confidence. He's confidence feeling himself. Is he's trying to put on the good soldier act and stuff like that. We don't care about those trophies. Nah, we care relax. about one. Just look Lord here. Stanley. You worry about getting a new he, contract. But listen, too. Max Domi gets it, right? His pops was here. He understands the market. He knows what he's doing. It's just good to see that type of confidence <laughs> oozing through the Toronto sure, Maple sure, Leafs dressing sure. room. It's great. Okay, before we get to our parlay, quickly, you want to talk about this Soros thing that I've been bringing up? Yeah, you was, okay. blew my mind. So, I mean, Ilya Samsonov has been better since he went down, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, can you still trust him in the playoffs? I'm not so sure. Can you trust Joseph Wall? We'll probably see him back in a few games. Mm-hmm. So we're going to see what, what he looks like and how he's going to deal with this injury. And, you know, it's going to be difficult jumping on a moving train at this point in the season. That's really hard to do. You're seeing with a Lindholm in Vancouver right now. Exactly. So it's going to be tough. So I'm thinking maybe, you know, they should be looking at a goaltender. There's not many goaltenders out there. You're going to have to give up a lot. But one being out there is UC Saros. And Pierre Lebrun, I think, reported last week that um, Barry Trotz, the general manager for the Predators, is willing to part ways with him, but he's not on the trade board because Trotz wants a lot. Essentially, they want a young NHLer, a good young NHLer at the mm-hmm. moment, and they obviously want a couple of picks to, to go their way as well. And the Leafs, we know about their draft pick situation. They most likely are going to have to want to part ways with a first-round draft pick. And a young player for the Toronto Maple Leafs would be someone like who? Matthew Nice. So what I put together, I went on the cap-friendly trade machine, Justin Pooney. Matthew Nice, uh-huh. a first-round pick, Ilya Samsonov for UC Saros. And it works. But then I thought, 
Well, the Leafs, they also need a defenseman to play with Morgan Riley and to shore up that D. Uh. They need a right shot guy that maybe won't cost too much. I'm like, oh, well, the Predators have Luke Shen. It's kind of strange considering that Tree Living and the boys, they want to sign Shen, but he's there. So now you throw Shen into the mix. Maybe you throw another player in there. You get Nashville to retain some salary, or you get another team involved to retain some salary. And you got Saros and Luke Shen for nice, a pick, and uh, Ilya Samsonov. It's kind of crazy, I know, it's but crazy. it works. Financially, it works. You have Sor- Saros who comes in. He automatically becomes the number one guy. He's not having the greatest season, but he's been one of the best goalies in the NHL for some time now. Less presser, pressure on Joseph Wall, n- knowing that he doesn't have to be the guy. He can play under Saros. You still got Martin Jones there in case you need him. You'll break this glass in case of emergency. That's Martin Jones. You keep Dennis Hildeby, another guy for the future. And uh, I think it could work. It's just are you willing to to sacrifice Matthew Nye's a pick, get rid of Samsonov, and uh, – and okay, yeah, so you, and, you, and, you bring in Soros, right? And essentially, like, if you do that, that's you saying, I believe this team can win. You bring Soros with him, you got to sign him. You do have to sign him, yeah. So and he's, he's, he's got five, 5 million this year and 5 million next Which means UFA. you probably got to, if you acquire him, you got to re-sign him in the offseason. Right. right. And then, well, when you when you need to sign him, right? The Tavares deal Tavares is off the books. But the new Mitch Marner True. deal is going to be minting. But what do you think, honestly? Is that is that crazy? Am I look, going bananas here? I, I think you're bananas, yes. Um, no disrespect to that whatsoever. But look, this is a deal you don't make at the deadline. You can't bring in a number one goalie like this and why not make a big roster. The... You can't even come up with a reason why. You can. You can do it. Everybody's looking for goalies. Jacob Marchand is going to get traded. Goal. We'll see if he actually... He's he's he had a, his value went up through the roof last night. Jersey... So basically, Jersey... I, just, I, I read a report that Jersey tried to get Saros. Yes. And Trotz wanted Dawson Mercer, another young guy... Um, I can't remember the other player. Oh, he wanted the, the backup goalie, Akira Schmid, yep. and two picks. And Jer- Jersey was like, oh, we'll just stick to Markstrom. Look, you have... He's 28 years old, right? He's on a pretty friendly cap for the next year after this. Right? Yeah, You're going to have to pay nice. him a big... A big ticket afterwards, right? Um, but the price is just too rich, man. But do you it's just do you, well, do you just transition to Joseph Wall? Yeah, just again after after Soros's deal's over. But then what? Are, you're wasting all those assets for what one year of Soros? That makes no sense to you. Me, a right? playoff run and another season. Yeah, a playoff run and another. Yeah. So you get what? A hundred games of UC Soros for. But see, I think it, I think just, what, what it doesn't make sense. Where we differ here is that you're looking into the future and how you this makes to. sense to the future whereas I'm looking at right now so if Tree Living and Shanahan decide okay this six game run mm-hmm. and let's say they keep this going they're playing really good hockey playoff type hockey Yeah. if he thinks okay I believe in this team what do, do we it. need we need defensemen and if we put a number one goalie Albert, in there, that's going to give us a good shot. Luke because Shen makes think 2. About, 7, 2, $2.75 million for two years after this year. He's going to be 36 years old. It's true. What, I like, get it. It doesn't make any again, sense. Again, I'm thinking about right now. It doesn't make any sense to me. You know that works with Morgan Riley. And you need a pair with him, right? You need a pair of someone with him. It doesn't make sense. Money. You could have signed Morgan Riley. I mean, Luke Shen last season. Last offseason. I agree. You didn't do it. I 100% agree. Don't they should have. Stay away from it. Well, Johnny Klingberg. Hey, John Gibson, go get him in the offseason if you want. Go get Saros. Make it happen. Nah, I don't think so. Okay, we got a we got a parlay for you. Folks. We do. I like this parlay. I do too. Let me bring it up so I, I, I drop it correctly. And let me tee it up with the best segment <laughs> in podcast history at the moment. It's time for Burton Pooney's Bankroll Booster, brought to you by Sports Interaction, your homegrown sports book. Bet local. All right, we got a beautiful parlay for you folks. It's the NHL on Sportsnet Parlay, Justin Pooney. Matthews 
McKinnon both to score a goal in the Colorado-Toronto game on Saturday night and the over at a juicy plus 600. Justin Pooney, what do you say about that? I say you're stupid if you don't take it. You're an absolute <laughs> idiot if you don't take this. This is a this is like free money. This is like a, a, a TFSA account. It just keeps on growing and growing and growing. Gives I love you money, that. right? It, it just grows, right? Now this right here is going to be a smart bet. Why, Albert? Because Austin Matthews, ten goals in five games. Rick Vive is the only guy to do so. This guy has been absolutely electric. We're talking about him potentially getting eighty freaking goals this year, and. Nathan McKinnon is no slouch. Either on pace to score 50 goals this year himself as he chases the Art Ross trophy. But here's the other thing, too, about the over. Mm. The Leafs are damn near touching that themselves. They're averaging 5.67 goals per game during this win streak. Hashtag so, stats. Sabermetrics. So take it Sabermetrics. and believe in it, and it's going to hit. And guess what, Pooney? Whoever plays this parlay, whoever tags along, they can sweat it with us this Saturday night inside of the locker room. Yes. Sports Interaction this Saturday will be live streaming the game. Colorado, Toronto, and the Sports Interaction studios will be all over this parlay. We hope you guys will be too. And that's been Burton Pooney's Bankroll Booster brought to you by Sports Interaction, your homegrown sports book. That local. That's it from us here at Homestand Leafs. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget, we drop new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can find us anywhere you download your podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Five stars, please. That will make Justin a very happy man. Also, if you want to send in a question, either through an email or voice message, send them to Leafs at homestandsports.com. We'll read your questions, concerns, or insults on our Friday episodes. The email, again, is leafs at homestandsports.com. For Justin Pooney, I'm Albert Vartanian, and this has been Homestand Leafs. What's your emergency? Ah, I'm on a cruise ship. Ah, there was an explosion. Oh, my God. The ship is sinking. I can't get out. There's water everywhere. We're going down. I've got a lock on your location. Stay with me. Hurry. Hello? Are you there? Help is on the way. Angela Bassett and Peter Krause return in an all-new season of 911 on a new night. Thursday, March 14th on Global. Stream on Stack TV.